Welcome to a Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. And I almost just said I'm Latter-day Doofus. I know. I want to say it every time. <laughs> we only did like six episodes. Habits form quickly, okay? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, so we're not going to tell you our kids' names, but we thought it would be fun for you to hear them talk a little bit. So first up, we have our oldest son. I'm seven years old, and I like to eat ch- chicken nuggets, and I like to play video games, and I like to play a Lego Marshall game that I have, and I like to play a Jurassic World video game that I have, and I also, and what I like to do with my family is, is go scooter riding and to play at the park. Next, we have our oldest daughter. Hi, I'm Spice, and I like cats, and I like to do scooter rides with my family and go to the park, and I wish we could plant some flowers. And, of course, our second daughter. I like to like kittens and dogs, and I like to go on my two-wheel turn, and I like to... Monster truck song, and I like to ride in a monster truck and drive on a car and or a vehicle or a car. How old are you? Um, three years old. And we attempted to get our <laughs> eight-month-old son to talk, but here's what he gave us. And a funny side story about that. In attempting to get him to make any sound, we tried everything. I mean, the entire family gathered around him, trying to get him to laugh, Mm -hmm. trying to get him to react in any way, shout, scream, wiggle. (laughs) And he refused to the point where we were all tickling him. And he was silent laughing. (laughs) It was diabolical. I know. I've never seen him do that. I know. He knew that we wanted him to make sound. (laughs) And he loved having that power over us. I know. He's a really happy, smiley, and laughy baby. Yeah. That's the funny part. But as soon as that mic came out. He's like, forget it. Dead silent. (laughs) So today we are talking about advice. And some of the most helpful advice we've received over the years and some of the advice we wish we had received over the years. We are trying to be fair and only speak to things that we've actually experienced. So we're not going past young parents. Yeah, that's as far <laughs> as we've gone. Yeah, well, <laughs> we won't take it to like advice on retirement. <laughs> In fact, someone requested that when I asked, like, what would you guys like to hear for another topic? Then someone suggested how to not raise a basement dwelling adult child. And we were like, we don't know that we were able to do that yet. <laughs> we really hope so. <laughs> we have no evidence that our children won't become that, but every hope that they won't. Yep. Anyway, so our uh, main areas that we're going to talk about are when advice that was most or, or help 
that was most valuable when you were a teenager, most valuable when you were a YSA, most valuable when you were young married, and then most valuable when you were a new parent. So first up, you tell me when uh, you were a teenager, of all the help that you got, what was most helpful? Well, most of the things that were the most help to me came from like young women leaders and mm-hmm. I guess just mainly young women leaders. Like yeah. I would say women in the ward who had something to do with me there. Cause my mom was not as helpful at that age for me. <laughs> Her approach um, was what missionaries call less effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most valuable things that I learned was from one of my young women's leaders was that I was okay the way that I was like to be okay with being me. Yeah. Like not like I was perfect, but that I didn't always have to be fretting about do people like me. Am I doing this right? Am right. I anyway? So, cause being I was perfect, but in your specific way, not exactly faking. Cause yeah. I've always been a quieter type of person. And in young women's, I probably was as a teenager, still a little bit quieter and, but I was still always trying really hard to do the right thing and to try and share my testimony and try and like talk in our classes and share with other people and things like that. But I was always quieter than like the other teenagers Mm -hmm. I'd say. And, um, I remember one time and I found this later, like years later, like a couple years ago, but I remember at the time, one of my young women leaders sending me in the mail a letter telling me that like she saw me and that she appreciated the how thoughtful I was and even though it seemed like I wasn't as flashy or like as obviously like boisterous as the other girls Mm -hmm. that she saw who I was and she was like really proud of me and I never heard that at home ever so um it made me feel so good and I remembered it. And then, like I said, I found it a couple of years ago. I still had kept it. Yeah. So that's a really good reminder to anyone who, whether you're specifically in a young men's or young women's calling or not, mm-hmm. when you see those youth who are on the right track, who are, you know, earnestly seeking to be on the covenant path, whether or not their parents are supportive and whether or not you think they're hearing it, you know, it doesn't really matter. Reach out and tell them, find a way to communicate it to Mm -hmm. them. You don't have to be weird about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We need to awkwardly go up to them and be like, I have something I'd like to share with you. May we discuss for a few moments in a private room? (laughs) No, but you know, like with technology, even you could send them an email or send a, send a note in the mail was a great way. then, And it still works now. Like simple things. Yeah. Yeah. Probably better. Same gender. I'm going to just go ahead and assert that. Absolutely. You know, guys be aware of young men. You can encourage sisters be aware of young women. Maybe not the other. Yeah. (laughs) That could get creepy. Exactly. I mean, can you think of a time, even as an adult, when somebody told you they appreciated something good that you were doing, that they noticed it, you're not going to be like a jerk. Why would they tell me that? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to do nothing, but make you you feel good. (laughs) But as a teenager, you're so vulnerable that you really need to hear those things from time to time. Sure. So like you, you said, you don't know who's hearing it at home and who's not. Maybe there's people that get plenty of that feedback at home. Maybe and not. And what's the worst that could happen I if know. that's the case? So you They've give been getting it a bunch and they get it. Yeah. One, they read it and it doesn't mean that much to them. Exactly. Did it, I mean, how much time did it take you? Like what, 10 minutes to write the note? I know. So the risk is very low, but the potential benefit, like you were saying for you yeah. and for those or in that position where they don't hear it as much, 
it's huge. Totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, what about advice you wish you had received? Oh, uh, let's see. Or do you want I me said, to do you want me to share while you deal with so just so you guys know <laughs> I should update everyone on what's going on. So last night when we tried to record, we had a technical glitch um and couldn't record. Plus our eight month old was wide awake and super noisy and cranky. Super crying. So we're like, okay, we'll wait and we'll record in the morning. I have some time off this week. So we're like, we'll record in the morning while he takes his morning nap. Eight o'clock in the morning, the power goes out. And we find out that the utility company, thanks a lot, PG&E, is doing routine work. Then it'll be off from eight in the morning to four in the afternoon. So the power was off. Thankfully, it came back on a little early, yeah. but the power was off all morning, so we couldn't record. And so now he's on his second nap of the day. The older three are in the living room, but I just saw the door open and close, and that's why I said, do you want me to yep. talk while you deal with them? Um so one of mine that I got was don't make excuses. Uh-huh. So long, kind of a long story, but I was in an acting class and every time I would get critique um, from my little group that we were running scenes with, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was re always responding with an excuse like, Oh, I was just because I was, Oh, well, I was just, it, it was, you know, kind of that type of stuff. And this yeah. lady who I really didn't like anyway, um, who was in the class, she was so blunt and I, it was exactly what I needed to hear. She's like, look, every time you get feedback, you just throw out an excuse. Stop focusing on making excuses and take the feedback. You'll learn from it. You can get better from it. Wow. That's how you get better. And I was like 16 years old. You know, this is when I was first taking college classes yeah. and um, it totally stuck with me. Like yeah. I loved hearing that. It was so refreshing, especially having the affirming mom that I have, who's like, everything you do yes. is great. I'm sure you'll do a good job. Your mom's opposite was, of mine in that way. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the first times someone actually told me, you know what, the way that you're doing something isn't a great idea. Yeah. So shut up and learn. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then another one was actually from my mom, but she would always say, if you're going to do something, take the time to do it right. Yeah. And, um, just having that mindset early on as a teenager was really helpful. Um, like uh, it, I'm naturally the kind of person who doesn't like to do things poorly anyway, but it just framed kind of having that intention and, and justifying being so deliberate yeah. in everything that I do. Like yeah. I, I hate just kind of, half-heartedly that's the edited version <laughs> yeah keep wanting to say a different phrase doing things so um that was a that was a really good mindset to have earlier yeah that's a great one and then what about for you for things that you wish you had received help or advice i wish i'd had more help to become an encouragement to become independent as an older teen yeah um i really wanted to get my driver's license at 16 and i had plans to how I could do that. The plan was I just signed myself up for the driver's ed at, high, at the high school. And I went before school every day, like between seminary and when school started, they had driver's ed class. So I signed myself up and I went to it. And then at the end, they didn't have the kind like the behind the wheel. They only had like the written prep. Mm -hmm. So then I got my mom to drive me down to the DMV eventually to take the test. And I didn't pass it mm -hmm. um, because I really have a hard time with Test written taking tests, yeah. written tests are super hard for me. 
Um, there's something about the way my brain works. So um, I failed it. I panicked. I failed it. And then I took it a second time eventually. I mean, it was kind of hard to get convince my mom to drive me down there. So, you know, the second time I took it and I failed again. Yeah. And then I got kind of discouraged because of, well, should I sell it? Yeah, you can do all or I'll <laughs> <I> mean, say <laughs> she roasted you and made fun of you to everyone yeah. that you know and basically humiliated you for failing and not passing instead of being like, hey, you know what? You didn't pass. Keep at it. Out. This is a really important thing, or I'm gonna help you study or whatever. Yeah. She took delight in the fact that you had failed and made fun of it to everyone that she had a chance to make fun of yes. it in front of you. Yes. Repeatedly. Mercilessly. So she uh, tore me to shreds about that. And then I took it actually two more times. And then I'm trying to think. I took it two more times and failed. And then I just like gave up because yeah. I was trying really hard. I was having no encouragement at home. And I wasn't having any help, like figuring out how I could process the information well enough to. Yeah. I tried having my mom, my mom help me study it and stuff, and she wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, so then I got discouraged. Me. So anyway, what I really had wanted was to be able to get my driver's license and have like a job and stuff like that. Right. Because where we live, we're living in uh, like a really rural location at the time. There was a bus in and out of the one place, but it was like few and far between hard to get to really any locations that had jobs right. for teenagers. So anyway, so you I really need a needed to have a, car, a job basically. Yeah. Anyway. So then that kind of just got me stuck for a while. Yeah. I couldn't get a job. I well, couldn't and, yeah. And it was the same for your license. sister and yeah. Fast forward for my your brother. brother. We had to help, we we had to help her brother, brother get, get his, his license when he was in his twenties Yeah, against like secretly against Amber's parents. Yeah, we paid wishes, for it and so, we yeah. took him down there. We helped him study. <laughs> I helped him study. It was anyway a big thing. So yeah. long story short, I just wish I'd had someone who cared about helping me be independent. Yeah. But in the situation I was in, my mom really had just wanted me to be dependent more than right, anything. Right. So that was serving her purpose. But I really wanted to be independent. Um, one that I really that relates that I wish someone had uh, advised me on was that making money is an important key to everything else that you might want. Mm -hmm. So like before my mission, nobody really encouraged me to make money or save money. And so even though I prepared spiritually and, mm -hmm. you know, studied and was physically really healthy and all these things, yeah, I, when I went to put my papers in, my bishop was like, you don't have any money saved. You need to go back and save money. So mm -hmm. I ended up not leaving until I was um, almost 20 mm -hmm. even though i had like submitted my papers before my 19th birthday because i want to leave like as soon as possible so yeah. excited so that was a really devastating blow yeah and then you know my major in college was idiotic majoring in music sorry yeah. that doesn't i mean i knew that i wanted a lot of kids i knew i wanted to get married for where your life goes yeah, yeah. i knew i wanted I all these that. things that cost money and yet no one made that connection with me of like don't major in some baloney thing like what i'd been told mostly was just get any degree because most jobs that you're going to want, you just have to have a degree. It doesn't matter what degree it is. Mm -hmm. Instead of really seeking like, hey, maybe I have a knack for this specialized Try out some stuff. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one's kind of funny, but um, that I wish someone had told me that girls are a waste of energy. So <laughs> I really did waste a lot of energy being Twitter-pated over uh, <laughs> idiot girls that were all 
complete waste of time. Yeah. And all the things, I mean, those two are even related. Like if I had spent all that time reading books on accounting or I don't know, whatever, (laughs) whatever thing was interesting to me that I maybe had a knack for. Yeah. It would have been great. Do you think you would have believed anybody if they told you that one though? I mean, if it came from the right person, probably. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Because, I mean, okay, this sounds like we're both just recording this episode so we can complain about our moms. I know. <laughs> Someone can psychoanalyze it we that way if they we want. We talking from but, our experience. Yes, this is our experience. <laughs> is. So, my mom romanticized the idea of having crushes on girls and would always be like, who do you like? Who do you? And, like, want me to talk about it. And being the son of a single mom without any other male energy in the house, yeah. that's really hard to just be like, that's none of your business or yeah. <laughs> so it like became the currency of like you know oh well it's really a good thing to have crushes yeah. to, i don't know it's hard to describe yeah, but that makes sense it wasn't something that was devalued and if anything it was emphasized mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was weird yeah not that i'm blaming her i'm just saying no, that was I the know. environment so it was the opposite of being discouraged yeah okay this is gonna be a five hour episode We're we sorry. gotta crank yeah, it along we gotta keep going so why i say um you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll go first okay, on this so one. What was the most valuable to you when you were a young single adult? So no one really did a lot to help me or gave me any advice when I was YSA. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than like my mission president saying, you know, go home and keep working hard, keep the pace, keep mm-hmm. the momentum. But mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed seeing this. I don't know how to explain this exactly, but I enjoyed seeing married women who had the qualities that I didn't realize I wanted, but being able to identify that those were qualities I should look for. Mm-hmm. So like, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like on my mission and after my mission, I really started taking note of the kind of wives and moms that actually seemed worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And then drawing the, com- the comparison to that those qualities were not found in a lot of the girls I was dating. Mm-hmm. So I was like admiring these women who were really hardworking and took the gospel really seriously and really faithful to their husbands. Mm-hmm. And then I was dating these like flirty ditzes mm-hmm. who were all flashiness. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of a sobering realization during that time. It wasn't really someone directly giving me advice, but I appreciated those examples of yeah. quality, high value women. Yeah. Which ultimately <laughs> cooler heads prevailed. And after two <laughs> years of knowing you, I asked you on a date. So thank goodness. Yeah. After dating a bunch of other morons. Um, and then the other one that was really helpful was seeing a lot of losers who were doing nothing with their lives, yeah. like peers who were just being total idiots. Mm-hmm. And even though I still was on some less than successful paths of like, you know, a less than helpful major, yeah, I still was actually going to college and paying for it yeah. myself or, you know, getting grants and scholarships. Mm-hmm. I was not going into debt as much as I could help it yeah. Um, until grad school. I was, you know, taking care of myself physically, living the gospel, all of those things. And that was really a lot easier to do, seeing the contrast of, sadly, a lot of the people in my <laughs> peer group yeah. who I grew up with, people I knew from college, especially, and then even people in the singles branch yeah. who were just, for lack of a better phrase, screwing around, doing nothing. Yeah, I get that. What about for you? Okay, well, it's funny that you should say what your first one was because mine goes like hand in hand with that. It's mm-hmm. um, working on becoming your best self while you're single. Yeah. Like finding what you're interested in, find what your talents are, 
find how can you improve and grow your testimony. Um, just anything that will improve you and help you just become who you want to be. Versus waiting Versus around to get married. finding a husband. Yeah. Well, like if you, all you do is say, I need to grow qualities that are going to help me find a husband, that are going to attract a husband, or that are going to make, I don't know, even just even just like mom qualities, if you think you imagine what kids will need or whatever, yeah. they're going to benefit more from like you knowing who you are yeah. and having those talents grown and the ability having a super strong testimony because that was important to you right. while you're waiting rather than just waiting to your thumbs thinking, okay, well this is what I have to do to make someone ask me out. Yeah. <laughs> we can get married. I mean, like I did tons of outdoor stuff and I did uh, reading my scriptures, studying deeply about the gospel all the time mm -hmm. and doing my best at my calling. And I had a job where I like, had a good social life. Right. And got a college education. College education. Yeah, no. And those things all benefit our marriage and they benefit our Absolutely. children. So it's not like, oh, I learned how to <laughs> do X, Y, and Z yeah. because only because I wanted these things to happen. Yeah. Rather I than do just... the most trendy makeup of the time. Exactly. Or, yeah. Or just five tips for tricking a man into asking you out. <laughs> yeah. 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 The then, cosmopolitan answers for how you prepare for a relationship. Exactly. Cause sure. then you get married and you don't know who you are. You're like, yeah. In same thing with becoming a mom. When you become a mom, you do, it's really hard to hold on to who you are Yeah. in a lot of ways. Cause you're meeting other people's demands all the time. Right. So it's, and from the other perspective, I noticed those things about you and that's what caught my interest. Like, yeah, exactly. Seeing that you, you know, when it was your turn to, Share, give the spiritual thought and branch counsel and you actually knew what you were talking about and shared powerful testimony. Yeah. That was awesome. And then when you went through the temple and I knew that you were already like that you had gone through and you were cool with it. Like mm -hmm. you weren't freaking out. Yeah. The temple was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a huge yeah. plus and, and piqued my interest. So yeah. if you had just been like, well, I'm just going to wait I mean, what's it going to hurt you? Let's say you never get married and you do, you're trying your best, sure. whatever, for whatever reason you don't get married, but you had a strong, you have a strong testimony. That's to your benefit. Right. And you have a bunch of skills and yeah, you have a you have fulfilling bunch of skills. life. You have a fulfilling life yeah. all on your own just because for some reason that wasn't right for you to right. get married. You still have a great life and you have grown who you are. And we know There's plenty no of people who it. have gotten married in their thirties. So it's, yeah. I mean, that's not unheard of these days exactly. too. It's, it's not like it's a, get married when you're 22 or don't get married. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's a time and a season for each person. Yeah, and each every person's different. I don't think you can judge every single person by that same cookie cutter mold. Maybe your husband will be <laughs> four, almost five years younger than you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, that was my, that was my main one. Yeah. Of, That's a cool one. Yeah. I like that. And then what about things you wish help or advice you wish you had received as a YSA? Mm, it kind of goes, I guess, along with the same one from when I was a teenager a little bit yeah. is encouragement to take more risks and make more decisions of my own. Mm -hmm. Like I had lived in a home where I wasn't really allowed to make decisions of my own, not to always complain about that, but just it's, it's part my of my life. life. It's yeah, my it's life. part of who you are. So I wasn't allowed to make decisions. So like, for example, when I went to college, I, um, I went to BYU and I didn't get to choose to live in the dorms. Like I remember I, my grandparents also lived in Provo and they owned some apartment buildings. So they had like my, they would knock off a little amount off the rent, <laughs> yeah. very little very amount. Little. 
So my mom thought, being very frugal, she said, you have to live here. Yeah. And so it was hard as a freshman going and to live in the dorms with like older girls than yeah. me who had been living on their own. Not that I didn't know how to take care of myself. I knew right. how to cook and I knew how to clean. I knew how to do that stuff. But if I had lived in the dorms with all people who are brand new in college, I would have had a totally different experience. Yeah, of course. I had a really hard time my first year of college. Yeah. Really hard. And I remember other young women's leaders, once again, telling me like, that's a mistake. You should not be, you shouldn't housing, live off yeah, campus your yeah. first year. And I thought, well, I didn't know how to tell them I don't have a choice. This yeah. isn't my decision. <laughs> yeah. And so instead I just try to like be positive about it, which yeah. is kind of just what I do. But, yeah. but just to be able to make your own decisions, whether or not they're mistakes or not, right. Would have been so helpful yeah. to me. That's important to remember yeah. as a parent. Sometimes you see people, your kids or you see people younger than you messing up and sometimes you have to let them. I think. Well, uh, or just maybe well, it's not even a mess up. Maybe it's just a different decision than you would make. Right. And and I love how people always come at it with I want to save you from sa yeah. making the same mistakes I made. Why? Yeah. You made those mistakes and you're admitting that you learned valuable lessons from them. Yeah. So why are you trying to spare me? Heavenly Father could have said I had a moral life at one point and I learned all these valuable lessons. Uh -huh. So you guys just listen to everything I say. You're going to have zero experience. He didn't say that. Yeah. He gave us this chance to get experience and sure he's there to warn us against uh -huh. really dumb stuff. Exactly. And you should do that with your kids. But and yeah. it's not like you can't give them advice, but once you've given your advice, then you back up let and let them the decide. chips fall where they may. Exactly. Even yeah. with the lost 116 pages with, with Joseph yeah. Smith, yeah. he told, they told him, no, you can't right. show these. And then Heavenly Father ultimately I was like, fine. Martin Harris Your is going to screw things over. Still, but, you know, he go get, ahead. got the advice of what was yeah. wanted. But it's true. I don't know. Uh, for me, I wish that someone had told me to save my money. Mm -hmm. And I wish that someone had told me to learn skills to make money. See how this is a theme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but during that time, I had almost zero expenses. I was living at home. I rode the bus. I had grants and scholarships and worked part-time to cover my expenses for school. And I did have a fair amount of extra spending money mm -hmm. above my expenses. If I had just tucked some of that away or been like, hey, you know what? I'm only in college taking so many credits. I could get this other part-time job or learn this mm. other skill that will lead to being able to make money because yeah. I was curious like at that time I was really curious to learn computer coding mm -hmm. but certain people in my life <laughs> said that's boring it's you don't want to do that that's not fun yeah and so I kind of you know I explored it a little but not enough yeah. imagine if in 1999 uh -huh. I had learned how to code anyway all right it's so hard to know how much to let people you let people influence you when you're young? I just yeah, you t you put so much value in adults' opinions and yeah. advice. You don't realize they don't know what they're talking about any more than anybody. I know that's something I have to remind <laughs> myself about all the time with our kids is like to give them advice or help guide them, but also let them choose yeah things. And our kids are young still, but I'm trying to hold on to that for when they're older. Not like I'm going to do a million times better than. <laughs> the people right. before me, but hopefully a little better. You know, sometimes people want advice that isn't helpful. Yeah. I mean, that isn't the standard kind help. They want advice 
that cuts through the BS. Some people love that. BS? <laughs> BS. <laughs> the BS. <laughs> you don't want the BS in your life? Yeah? And so, for a long time, they had nowhere to turn. But thankfully, they have somewhere now. They can submit their concerns, their questions to Dear Trolley. <laughs> you were wondering if I was going to remember it. Trolley. <laughs> yeah, I kept reading it, Dear Trolley. Dear Trolley will help get you where you need to be, which is without a self-esteem, without self-worth, <laughs> feeling miserable. Go ahead and take a listen to what they can do for you. Are you tired of advice columns that only give heartfelt solutions to your problems? Do you wish you could get a harsh dose of reality whenever you're already feeling down and out? Does your self-esteem need irreversible damage? Introducing Dear Trolley, an advice column run exclusively by the internet's most vicious trolls. Simply submit your sincere question or challenge to the Dear Trolley mobile app and within seconds begin receiving venomous feedback paired with vindictive attacks on everything you are. Need to know if your boyfriend is the one? Dear Trolley will tell you you're lucky anyone will even go on a date with you, much less agree to a long-term relationship. Your appearance is subpar and intellect is laughable. Feeling concern over a sick loved one? Dear Trolley will suggest getting over it. Stop being a crybaby. Quit being a buzzkill. In need of parenting advice? Let Dear Trolley make you question if you're even qualified to have children in the first place. Soul crushing! And now, with our patented quote question feature, countless trolls can quote, share, and mock your petition endlessly until you're forced to wish you never came online. Dear Trolley, because making fun of you is easier than fixing me. And just like that, trolls who... Once were the prize of society are now the heroes. <laughs> all Good thanks, for them. Yeah, all thanks to this wonderful new service. <laughs> all right, so you're a teenager, you're a YSA, eventually you're going to get married. Well, a lot of people are. What advice helped you when you were young married? Because I've got nothing. I know. We were trying to think about <laughs> what help we had when we were young married. And the one thing I came up with, we mainly just had a ton of help from Heavenly Father. Yeah. And I kind of think he knew, well, obviously I know he knew that we didn't have, we didn't have a ton of support. Right. So he he's all trying to encourage people, a ton. be an angel in their lives, <laughs> do this for them. <laughs> They're like ignoring him. He's like, all right, fine. I'm going to intervene here. <laughs> so I think it just, we felt like we were blessed a lot when we were newly married in tons of ways, but yeah, spiritually mostly spiritual ways. And some temporal ways some temporal when we were really strapped financially, yeah. getting Mm -hmm. food order and mm -hmm. things yeah, like that exactly. through the church structure. Yeah. That was a huge blessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody gave us advice like yeah. at all. Parents know your grandpa who sealed us, gave us yeah. a little speech the day of our wedding. Who remembers any of that? But stuff, I don't though. remember what we're he said. Married I, that yeah, day. <laughs> I just remember it was awkward. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Um, the stake president told us not to worry about when we were, on our honeymoon and thereafter, if some time needed to go by without wearing our garments. <laughs> that now was like the only practical advice. I know, no longer are we G rated. <laughs> I just referenced marital relations. Good one. PG talk there. Um, <laughs> so we don't really have. Yeah, nobody gave us anything. So if I could wish 
upon some marital advice uh-huh. for new marrieds um, or help. Yeah. I wish people had backed off and given us space. <laughs> That's my exact one. <laughs> <laughs> We've not talked about this ahead of time. Continue what you're saying. Extended family <laughs> smothered the tar out of us yes. to the point of literally on our honeymoon calling and texting and asking like to meet day. up with us because other extended family members were in town and they wanted us to see them or yes. because they had questions for us or because they needed our help. You had to go to the chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> the chiropractor for some mom. unknown reason. <laughs> because my mom was in a car accident and I was in the car with her. Uh-huh. We had to go get checked out for the insurance. I mean, some of it was just happenstance, but it yes. was pretty comedic. The level... Yes. To which they were involved and smothering and trying to remain yes. involved. Even just during the first week I of know, our marriage. Exactly. And it pretty much didn't we let us. It continued for like years after yeah. us. Yes, that was mine. Just more time, just the two of us, apart from meddling families. Right. And so. then if I could, you know, go back and, and give us some advice, <laughs> it would be to buy some Tesla stock. Yeah, that would be smart. <laughs> that would be really smart. You know, if we're going to, in a perfect so, world, if someone could have told me that, it would have been really helpful. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because so. that would have helped me <clears throat> make money. Yeah, back right. to that. But anyway, yeah, that's more, ours is more advice for, I guess, families of newly married people or newly married people. If you're able to yes. put your foot down and say, you know what, we just really need this time, just the two of us for a little while. It's not like we're going to disappear and be gone forever, yeah. but you have to give us space. You spent your entire lifetime figuring out how to live on your own. And now you're combining two completely separate lives. And it's not like when you're dating Mm-mm. where you could kind of go back and regroup. Mm-hmm. You're always part of each other's lives mm-hmm. day and night in every aspect, finances, intimacy, mm-hmm. testimony, wardrobe, <laughs> nutrition, exercise, mm-hmm. decorating, vacations. I mean, all of these things. It's a that big you, adjustment. Yeah, that you didn't necessarily need to consult with anyone else with. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how to make that work just to be a two people be that two. are a new, having their new life. Yeah. It takes time and it takes just the two of you to figure it out. Right. And it takes not having to then on additionally, instead of, Oh, now I have to consider my spouse's feelings and concerns and emotions. Mm -hmm. Not on top of that, have to baby everyone else with kid gloves because they're Mm -hmm. so concerned that we're disrupting how everything was. We wish things were happening. We wish it was the same. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've ranted on. Yes, we have. So, so now you got some kids or a kid, I should say newly, New new parents. <sighs> Again, the I have a, a non-example, honestly. Okay. I didn't get a lot of great advice about being a dad. Yeah. My non-example that I wish I could delete from existence yeah. is they grow so fast. Yeah, this thing's not enjoy to it. This thing's not what to on say. earth do you think I'm doing? Do I look like I'm not enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. <laughs> How can I signal to you my proper level of enjoyment every yeah. Sunday? Do I not sit with my kid? Do I not hold them and love them during the week? Do I not post photos of social media and say how happy I am to be a dad? What am I doing to not show you 
that I'm enjoying it. Why do you need to tell me that? I don't know. They like to say it to you at the <sighs> store when they're throwing a tantrum or something. <laughs> well, sure. In those moments, fine. <laughs> but I get it all the time. Anytime anyone sees a kid yeah. or that I have a kid, they grow so fast. Enjoy it. Like, okay, Boomer, I understand that your kids are teenagers. Mine will become teenagers too. Nothing I do differently will cause time to pass in a different speed. Time is time. Kids are kids. Kids will age. That's life. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Freaking out about it. I'm sorry. I just do not need that advice all right it's so not advice did you have any actual advice um well it was helpful to hear cathartic stories mm -hmm. like other parents who share about i mean the happy parts but also the struggles or just the funny things or mm -hmm. things like that like that's that's when i feel like i connect the most with other parents is mm -hmm. when they just admit that they you know do things junkily sometimes yeah, or that I they don't that. know stuff sometimes know. or because there's Being a lot real really yeah helps. authentic and genuine there's a lot of people who want to give this persona of i have it all figured out mm -hmm. and no parent has it figured out a bunch of liars yeah give me a break i was gonna get some new curveball thrown at you keep your you perfectly don't really know yeah keep your perfectly framed instagram shots <laughs> on your phone you don't need to post i mean if it's like a mixture you're posting really sweet tender ones uh -huh. and then once in a while you keep it real yeah that's great if that. it's only ever sarcastic i hate my kids i hate being a parent yep. i hate that too me too i just mean like a good nice natural nice flow like if i was talking to you on a daily basis sometimes you'd be loving it mm -hmm. sometimes you'd be struggling like how it really is yeah yeah I like agree. Life with in that. general. Yeah. Parenting is no different. I agree. So mine are the two that I wrote down are mostly to do with when you have a new baby more than yeah. just kids in general. Yeah. The first one is to not worry about when everybody says they want to see your baby and accommodating them. It's yeah. your baby. You get to bond with it first. It's right. so it's you always get as soon as you have your baby, everyone starts hounding you. I have to oh, see your baby. I have to see your the baby. Then they want to come and they want to hold it forever, and then you yeah. get all stressed out. It's just super stressful. So I mean, obviously you have to let some people come and see them, right? But you really need that bonding time. It's a super special time. It's, it's once in that it's, child's lifetime. Yes, that's like <laughs> literally your most bonding time that you yeah. can have with them to get them to like trust you and get to know you and, outside of the world. And dear moms, you just had a baby. If ever there's a time when you can justify giving, getting mm -hmm. some space and saying, give me yeah. some space. You just had a baby. I know you brought a human into the world. Yep. You but, can be rude. Even if you have to be rude, be rude to people. I know. So I wish people had told me that too. Because yeah. And dads have to take up that. Yeah. It's, that you, role it's too, often to, the dad that has to, to take lay it. down that line mm -hmm. because it sometimes is more awkward. And so you can kind of be that protective dad and take that role that mm -hmm. protective husband and say you know what she's resting yep baby's resting we'll see you guys next week mm -hmm. or in a couple weeks thanks so much though or if you want to bring some food by leave it here on the porch that's great yeah exactly. I mean, with our last baby we <laughs> literally put signs on the door i made signs for the front door that said new baby sleeping leave the food yeah. on the we bench we told them ahead of time yeah. that it was going to be and i put a sign on the bad. bench and that was fine no one was crying themselves to sleep they yeah. were still happy to bring us stuff yeah i mean it was during covid so it was a little i easier, know it was but, easier yeah. but that's true definitely you have to have the support Some of boundaries. your partner because when you have just had a baby when i at least i can only speak for myself but when i first have had a baby 
you're physically not doing as well emotionally you're you've just gone through a huge experience yeah. so yeah you just sometimes need that time maybe some hormones like, might be yeah, possibly hormones. you know <laughs> absolutely hormones. just possibly i don't i'm Quite no doctor you just <laughs> you're <maybe. intense. laughs> okay just saying <laughs> It's hard in a lot of ways, so it's yeah. nice to have the space and not feel like you have to pretend to be any way for people that are around right. you. Just in your own space. Even if you feel like you're doing fine. Like, there's been times where we've had, with like our last two, where recovery was faster. Yeah. But it was still nice to have the time and yeah, feel like nobody's time. coming in our face. We're in our own little cave here. I agree. Yep. And then the other thing is people um, are constantly going to be offering you help. And sometimes you get to the point where you just want to say no to everything. Sometimes you feel like you have to take any help that people offer. Mm -hmm. And I say, consider it and sometimes take the help. Yeah. A lot of times we are more like, no, no, Knee no. jerk. No, we're, we're good. But yeah, there's after we had, I think our second one, we were having a really hard time because we were trying to move at the same time we talked yeah. about it before. And your mom did tons of laundry for us and went shopping right. for us. Yeah. And normally we'd be like, no, we're fine. We can get along without them. We're so yeah. desperate that we were like, okay. And that was super helpful. Right. I always think about that. And conversely, if you're someone who knows someone who just had a baby, mm -hmm. think of proactive things you can do for them instead of just thinking, I want to see the baby. I yeah. love cute babies. How can I help? Them? Of course you love newborns. Who, what sick person on this planet doesn't see a newborn and just a little bit melt or melt completely yeah how cold-hearted does anyone have to be to not want to be around a newborn baby so that's not some novelty you're not in some unique special place because you're excited yeah. to see a newborn everyone wants to see a newborn yeah but you don't always have to see everyone else's <laughs> newborn you yeah. could be a help to them yeah so find something you could do to help family not help yourself to some newborn snuggles yeah. and offering ways that are to be serious not your pretend <laughs> outrage <laughs> i feel like i just got i was all serious with my but <laughs> be serious i'm sorry but offering in ways that the people feel comfortable saying no like sure or yes yeah. whatever they want oh, rather than help just getting in help. their face and not taking no for an answer yeah. or I don't know. Just, I think a text is nice these days. Not everybody's into texts, but oh, it's a perfect it's way. It's the best because then if somebody, if you don't think. want that, if, yeah, yeah, you can think about what your answer is. You can answer politely. You could say, well, maybe not right now, and then I can text you later if I change my yeah. mind. Then yeah. that's not as awkward. It's calling or having someone right in your face. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A ch a new child is significantly more challenging than any additional child. Mm -hmm. Like going from zero to one. Zero to one's hard. I think was harder than mm -hmm. any of the ones we added, just mm -hmm. in terms of you don't have anything to go off of. No. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, I was an involved uncle or. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not at all the same. So those are the people that could really use space and support as needed or as is helpful mostly just physical physical help yeah is what you need yeah just doing if you have stuff people get in your face with advice up. a lot of times at that time you feel really like no you're already overwhelmed overwhelmed yeah, yeah you don't need all that stuff you can figure that stuff out and if you need advice you ask for it right at that point so if i had to pick a theme to nutshell all of this advice mm -hmm. or what we find valuable or not mm -hmm. i would say Thinking about what the person needs 
and considering their individual circumstances and temperament before you offer advice mm-hmm. goes a lot farther than either just having your canned advice you give everyone like yeah. I always tell the youth. Yeah. Or just doing what is convenient for you. Like if you want to help people, great. That's mm-hmm. a good place to start. Mm-hmm. But then take it a little step further and tailor that help to their needs. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes people do stuff that makes themselves feel better. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I feel well, really nice to I be helped. able to do this help. <laughs> yeah, to, to do this thing for these people. But if it's not what someone needs, mm-hmm. maybe you are not as helpful as you think you are. Yeah. And sometimes what they need is not as grandiose as what you dream up. That's you true. Know? Like there are times where the biggest thing to help is giving them space. Like we talked about being a teenager, giving uh-huh. you space to make mistakes. Uh-huh. Like how much extra effort does that take? Not. Yeah. Or newly married, give them a little space. Yeah. There you go. But um, it, it sometimes people feel better if they know they're doing something. Uh-huh. So they dream up all this stuff and then do it. And <laughs> sometimes it's just not needed. Yeah. And then when receiving help, I think it's just good to be aware of what works for you, what you like, what you appreciate and not, I mean, you know, there's some resentment that came out when we're talking about these things, but Mm -hmm. in the moment, like if you at all can assert yourself a little bit and say, Hey, I I don't actually need that. Mm -hmm. It goes a long way too. Cause you don't want to waste someone's time either. Like if they're doing all these things for you or trying to help you or trying to give you advice. I don't really need that. Uh huh. Yeah. I agree. And I then, think, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say one last point is nobody is a, you know, expert on anything in your own life. Mm-hmm. So even if what they have, the advice they have for you is, sounds great in theory mm-hmm. or in abstract, if it doesn't work for you, then, you know, move on. You don't need to yeah. fault them or freak out about it. Exactly. Take it in stride, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I definitely think that. Going, giving people what they need versus what you want to give them is huge. And mm-hmm. like a lot of times you don't know what they want. And there are solutions to that. I think one yeah. is just to sit back and observe a tiny bit or yeah. give yourself a little reflection time to think about that specific person, yeah. who they are, what you've observed from them. Yeah. What are they like? Even take it to prayer. Yes. And that's my second one oh. is to pray <laughs> about how you can help that specific yeah. person if you're feeling like that. Because being genuine is always going to and being thoughtful like about what a specific person needs is going to go so much further. Right. So I think that that's, that's one of the ones that's helped me the most. And then the thing that I've taken out of all of these as well is to, if you have something nice to say to somebody uh, at any of these stages, yeah. say it. Yeah. However you can, because that's going to help them a ton. Right. I can think of a million times somebody out of the blue said something nice to me or said something they noticed about me that they appreciated. And it Goes sticks right in my mind and yeah. it can change your entire attitude. Right. So it can get you through a really hard time. If you take it back to, yeah, I was joking about it earlier about people didn't step in. So the father had helped us when we were newly married. But yeah. that's the reality of it is he's relying on us to be his hands. Uh-huh. And as... Um, as unique of a responsibility or overwhelming as a responsibility as that can seem sometimes, usually it's in very simple ways. So mm-hmm. the more you're open to that, yeah, the more he can inspire you or maybe just the more comfortable you are with doing it, the more he can trust you to inspire you exactly to do the things that need to be done. Yeah. And to your point about if you have something kind to say, then to say it, 
I can't think of any time where someone has said that and it's upset me or hurt my feelings. No. I mean, even I'm joking around about the grows so fast, enjoy it. Even then they're trying to connect. But yeah, you, but... they're trying to connect and it's kind of sweet, I guess. It's just hilarious how often it happens a people lot. say it and it sounds so accusatory even though they don't mean it to. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I, that's not a potentially offensive thing. And no. if someone chooses to be offended by a compliment, no, that's then that's silly. on them. Yeah. As we've mentioned previously. Yep. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for <laughs> sticking with this extended edition. Very extended. Yeah. That's a bonus though. <laughs> yeah. People pay extra for extended cuts of movies. <laughs> and some people <laughs> avoid watching them like me with all the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> No, four hours. What? That sounds way worse. I'm not dedicating my week to watching this. This is horrible. Anyway, this might be a two-part listen for some of you. Maybe three-part, depending on how long your commute is. But thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for listening. And let us know if we had if we didn't share any advice that resonated with you. Let us know what advice most resonated. I tweeted about it the other day, but you could just tweet it out on your own. Yeah, or... I love reading those comments. They were yeah, great. Yeah, they were really good ones. Mm-hmm. If we had more time, I was considering reading some of them, but we we ran long. Um, Or send us a DM. We love hearing from people. It's really fun when just some random personal reference the show or send us a message (laughs) and be like, I loved it when you guys were talking about blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Sometimes people send suggestions, which are really Uh helpful. That was the first few episodes. We had no idea that we hadn't been talking about scripture or the gospel or anything yeah. like that. You know, it could be kind of cool to work it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or people giving us suggestions for topics. Any of that. Yeah. We love hearing from you. Me too. And until next time, share those nuggets of encouragement because if ever people needed it, it's now. Mm-hmm. Encourage anybody. doesn't matter if they're a teenager, adult. Share it if it comes into your mind. Yeah. And we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.